0: Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR
1: and talent communities to you. Companies lose hundreds of billions of dollars in the US, Canada and elsewhere every single year due to disengaged employees, decreased productivity, higher attrition rates and their negative effects on workplace culture. Generally, when people feel like they have fulfillment in their life, they show up stronger at work. In this HR Chat episode, we're going to look into ways to develop strong company cultures and an even stronger employee base through innovations to career coaching. My awesome guests this time, and that's right, listeners, guests, we've got two are Rod McDermott, CEO and co-founder, and Zach Smith, Chief Activation Officer, what an amazing title, and co-founder at Activate. 180, a company on a mission to connect career fulfillment with life happiness. That sounds pretty good to me, listeners. Rod has been an entrepreneur for over 20 years, growing companies from the ground up and challenging industry norms. Zach is a well-known voice in mindset, career optimization, and leadership. And it's my pleasure, Chaps, to welcome you both to the show today.
0: Thanks, Bill. Really excited about being here. Yeah, thrilled to be here, Bill. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited for this conversation. Let, let's get straight into it then. Let's begin with a big question, guys. At a, at a high level for now, what, what does it mean to each of you to have happiness and fulfillment in, in one's personal and professional lives? And why should this be a key goal for us all? I mean, it, it, almost, it almost seems like a question that one shouldn't have to ask. But um, you know, let's, let's just open people's eyes about what those results could be, shall we? Uh, Zach, do you want to go first on this one?
2: Sure, sure. I would love to jump in. And yeah, to, to me, Bill, it's it's about being fully alive. It's about being fully engaged in your life, not just at work, but with your family, with your partner, with your community, in your passions and your pursuits. So, to truly feel alignment and intention with how you live your life. And And like you said, while it feels like it should be the bar, it's not, I mean, at the end of the day, 85% of full-time workers worldwide are not fully engaged in their work. And when you spend that much time at work and, and you're not engaged, it, it's really easy to, to lose your connection, engagement to your life. You, you tend to stop thinking big, you stop, you stop dreaming and you can just end up going through the motions. And to be, to be activated, to me, and to be engaged, it means to to have have the light turn on in someone's eyes again, again to be to be fully alive, to be passionate, to be intentional, to to be creative, disciplined, emotionally intelligent, living and operating in a growth mindset. And, and I and I believe that if you can feel engagement, and if you can feel purposeful in your work, happiness follows. So it's it's this transition, though, from work-life balance, because that, to me, is a sacrificial conversation. I'm I'm taking from one to give to the other. And it's this transition into work-life harmony and really feeling the flow between the two and feeling the engagement in all areas. Because if your life is working well all the way around, you're going to show up really big at work. And that's what we see.
1: Man. I think maybe I should commission you guys. Uh, I've, I've had times in my life where I've certainly felt like a, a passenger, you know, and whereas I, I should I should be driving at the wheel. But uh, anyway, that's that's a little bit about me. Rod, what, what what's your take on that?
0: Yeah, it's funny what you said, Bill. You know, we hear that a lot. Pretty much everybody I talk to about this says, I need a little bit of that. I need some of that. You know, for me, um, you know, I always say this journey we call our life has an expiration date. We we just don't know what it is. And so, you know, I'll speak for myself. And one of the things we try to do at our different companies as well is, you know, let's engage the tools for all of us to live our best lives so that when it's over, we can say it was a life well lived. And, you know, Zach's point about work-life balance being the wrong equation, uh, you know, something that I battled with as I was building my companies. And, you know, it was one or the other family or business. And, you know, looking back on it as, you know, over the last 10 years where we've experienced most of the growth, the first 10 years, not as much, most of the struggles, the second 10 years, most of the growth was when I was in harmony and I found myself actually being a better leader. And my employees felt like I actually cared about them because it was a different dynamic because I, I, you know, I wanted to be. Happy myself. And I saw other people that were, and I said, Well, you should have what I got. You know, like I told, I told this to Zach when I first met him a few years back. I said, I don't feel like I work. I don't, I don't feel like I, this is not work to me. I'm having a great time. And I want everybody in our organization to have that. They just need the tools to do it. And a lot of people, you know, want this, but they don't know where to start. And it comes in all different things. It's not just, you know, career development, it's not just, you know, relationships at home uh sometimes it's you know i don't feel good about the shape i'm in or i'm on medications because i haven't watched my diet and i'm not exercising or any of these things and that kind of leads into how we have kind of defined our approach to helping people live their best lives and we'll get into that i'm sure a little bit later
1: so i do plenty of exercise but cheese is my enemy guys uh i I just i i I, you know this started in the first lockdown where you keep going back to the fridge and you're like oh my goodness i wonder what what's new in the fridge there's nothing new but there is still cheese and uh it's it's caused me problems but again this is not the bill show this is this is the hr chat show and i'm just the host so i'm going to shut up and ask some questions rod the next one's for you and uh i feel like you guys have um you've touched upon this already so i'm going to challenge you okay here's the scenario imagine you and i or in, in an elevator or in the lift for anybody listening in brexit land um and i'm going up to the 50th floor which takes about a minute okay and uh um, and i say to you hey you look like a cool guy you look like you're happy in your life um uh, are, are you that guy from activate One uh, Eighty? maybe you can talk to me about the genesis and, and the mission of the company go
0: <laughs> this is a hopefully this is a slow lift and i got a little bit of time but i'll dive in so it. <laughs> really simple as as I've already shared I kind of went on this journey myself and and then I saw the people directly closest to me in my company and I said okay we need to help you and then we kind of spread it out and then we said well let's do this for the whole company and so you know our company was kind of the guinea pig for this a couple of years ago and we 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 started with six people and then we took 50 people and we saw lives change right now going back even before that I can't tell you how many people I've interviewed I mean, as an executive search consultant for twenty four years, I've had a lot of people come through my office or or lately get on videos with me and I'll ask the question, why are you thinking about leaving XYZ company? And they'll say, you know, I just don't know about my future there. I don't know what career opportunities exist there, or, you know, other things like I'm I'm out of balance personally. You know, the company's kind of an eighty hour a week company right now and it's go, 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 and that's what the management team expects of you. And you know, I'm not spending time with my family at all. I'm on the road all the time or any of these things, right? And so I saw this huge pandemic of lack of fulfillment among so many people. And, you know, when, when they go out and they tell their, their, their employer that, hey, they're going to move to another company, a lot of times employers are shocked and they say, well, why are you moving? Well, you know, these are some of the reasons. And so I see it both from the leader perspective, not really knowing what's going on in the minds of their employees, and also from the employee perspective of saying, I'm not sure my leader actually cares because they don't know what's going on in my mind. And they're not really helping me live this dream life. I'll, I'll, I'll share this real quick. There was a book I read about 15 years ago called The Dream Manager. And it really turned me on to this concept of let's not dedicate our lives to the company let's dedicate our company to our lives and if we can and that's everybody's life and if we can do that we can draw a connection between our company and our people living their best lives you know taking a trip to europe buying a house sending a kid to college paying off debt getting in shape running the marathon they always want to run all those things are possible if those are goals of people they just need to have a tour guide and that's that's what we do
1: Zach, you're up again, sir. Uh, Lots of companies, that that they're struggling at the moment with with employee retention, of course. Um, I don't know if there's been an episode that I've recorded over the last couple of months that hasn't mentioned, you know, the great resignation. Um, What what advice would you give to them to help them address this issue?
2: Yeah, I would say find out what they care about. Find out what your people care about. Find out what currencies really matter to them. Times are changing no question about it. And I heard something the other day that I loved. It was this shift from the great resignation to actually now it's it's the great upgrade. People are looking for more. They're demanding more from their career and from their lives. There there was a really recent study that was done billed by Harvard Business Review and and they found that 90% of people, 90% said that fulfillment is the reason that they would leave their jobs for less money. So at the end of the day, if as an organization not adapting and not changing, we'll get left behind. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. We have to change the way that we look at how we take care of our people. And you know, when you think about it, and Rob is speaking to this a bit, but when you when you think about a sports team, what's the number one what what is the number one asset of a sports team though?
1: Uh, well, I, um, I'm I'm going to be politically correct, and I'm going to say the fans ahead of the players. What do you think about uh, that?
2: yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, you <laughs> know, I, I would probably agree with you. But if the team's not very good, they're probably not going to have that many fans, <laughs> especially in the U.S. Uh, and, but at the end of the day, it, it's the it's it's the team, the athletes, and and so if that's the number one, if that's the number one asset and the number one priority, and you look at sports teams, and they know that. They take very good care of their athletes. They've got trainers. They've got masseuses. They've got mental health care. They they are well taken care of so that they can show up fully and big and, and make sure that their life is also working. And that's how we can start to look at this, right? Teams are not only taking care of their quarterback and their receivers and the running back. They know that it takes the whole team to work. And when you look at people, right, people have really three big psychological needs. they, have a a need for a sense of belonging, a sense of what their future will look like, uh, being a part of something bigger than themselves. And if you can help people and engage them in all three of those areas, they not only will want to stay and be a part of the company, but they're gonna be telling everyone that they know to come work for that organization. You can believe that. But you have to talk to your employees consistently to be able to find that out and understand what that means for them. You have to teach them the tools, and this is both leadership and individual contributors, everyone throughout their organization, how to to have challenging conversations, how to speak into things that feel out of alignment so disconnection is not created, and they go looking elsewhere. Employees are fearful to give feedback. There was a, Google did a study, they called this Project Aristotle. They did a study on taking a look at what were the things that created the highest performing teams? and and over this several year study what they found was it was not what they expected it to be they thought it would be a diversity of experience and diversity of thought but it wasn't really that it was actually teams that had psychological safety those were the teams that performed consistently at the very highest levels and it was dramatic so it was that right the, the willingness and and feelings of safety to be able to speak into what was happening and also an evenness of contribution so during meetings Everyone was contributing and sharing ideas and being bold, not just the leader, everyone was filling in. And and as a part of that, and part of what we do, is is we're able to stay tapped into the, the undercurrents and the macro trends of what's happening with the company because we have our finger on the pulse. And while individual coaching sessions are always done in confidentiality, our coaches are able to notice trends and we're able to meet with the company on a monthly basis and let them know what we see and the type of culture shifts and changes that can be that can be created to really get everything lined up and in alignment so you are fully engaging your people, and therefore, you're going to retain them.
1: Okay, Rod, for you next, please. How does a program then like Activate 180 help companies improve their performance?
0: Yeah, Bill, this is this is like the million-dollar question, right? Because if I'm a CEO of a company, especially a public company or a private equity-backed company, I've got to deliver to my investors results, right? And I want to know that when I spend... When I invest in a program like Activate 180, I'm going to get a return on that investment. Well, we all know that turnover is very costly. Most companies, the the employees' best uh, performing years and best contributing years start after year two or year three. So when you start seeing turnover at that place, because people don't feel engaged anymore, they don't feel connected with the purpose or the vision of the company, then you're losing your kind of most productive assets. Disengagement's costly too, and so you know we help through our program, get, companies al- get, get the people aligned with the company big vision, right? But also kind of dial that in with the purpose behind the company. And that purpose, the companies that invest in us, they share with their employees that, hey, we're here to help you guys live your best lives. And we've got these tools that we want to make available to you to be able to accomplish that. And so when they've got those things aligned, performance goes through the roof.
1: Now then, Zach your your website uh, again as part of my homework i was i was uh, looking all over your website and elsewhere and and it seems to offer some pretty impressive stats zach but i'm gonna i'm gonna test you on it okay i'm, I'm gonna be a, a bit of a sleuth type journalist here um so so that the, these impressive stats based on the results that you say your clients experience from working with activate 180 that they include Eighty-three percent boost in self confidence, eighty-two percent increase in overall growth and professional development, sixty-nine percent boosting clarity on professional goals, sixty-six percent increase in their ability to manage stress. It all sounds great, but can you can you back that up? Can you can you break down these findings for us and tell us a bit about the sample size and the demographics of your client organizations?
2: Yeah. Absolutely, Bill. So, so we, we work with a wide range of organizations, so I, you know, and I'll, and I'll jump into that in a moment, but what we like to do is because yes, right on, on the surface, all of this sounds great, but, but how can you tell and how can you monitor progress? Because metrics are important. Uh, being able to show progress in ROI is something that is really valuable to us. So, so what we do is we, we survey and assess everyone around about 20 different metrics heading into, heading into a, a coaching engagement and a coaching journey. So the survey takes place prior to them starting. We we do, and then we do a check-in after three months and after six months. So these, these stats are uh, after just six months in our coaching program of these individuals, we call the first six months of our program the activation period, because that's when we, that's when we really create this, right? And, and imagine, and this is an average, right? So imagine, you know think about our you know your own life for anyone listening what what could you do with an 83 percent increase in confidence in self-confidence all Right? it's like it's it's a full activation and, and to me confidence means that you're just people are showing up authentically as themselves fully so they're they're confident in being willing to to share ideas to be themselves and and you know in that sense right if people have this this need to feel a sense of belonging, but they don't feel like they can show up as themselves at work, they're never gonna be able to find that. So, so these are the pieces that we all look at and we're constantly monitoring. Our coaches are very adept at being able to create and navigate for people. And they're trained specifically around all of these different metrics that fully activate an individual. And then therefore within a team, we're also we're also skill building. You know, so we're teaching people how to how to communicate really effectively, how to, how to resolve conflict when it arises. Uh, we're heightening people's emotional intelligence levels so they know how to self-regulate, so they know how to have increased social awareness to work within the team, but also with clients. And so, you know, all of these pieces, you know, really shifting the way that people's um, mindsets work so that they can see in solutions and, and be growth-oriented when challenges do arise, which they always will, that's just the way of the world. But but through that we're able to work with some really innovative companies and and a wide range of them. As I mentioned, we work with um, you know health product company that's a division of Unilever. We we work with a, a space tourism company. We work with you know all the way to an accounting firm um, in engagements with with healthcare companies and a biotech company. And so so we're working with a wide range of companies, a wide range of demographics and. And it's really because our program is versatile in that way because it's focused on individuals and it's focused on the team and the development of culture. But the common golden thread between them all is all of these companies and organizations, they care about their people and they see a need to try and support them and engage them and connect them in a new way and they're looking for solutions and they're willing to, to come to us and for us to help provide that for them. And that's what we
1: see, and that's what we're able to create, though. Okay, thank you very much. By the way, I've had a couple of guests in the past from Unilever. Uh, amazing, huge organization, of course. However, I've just got to say, okay, for the record, in the news today, as we record this episode, apparently Unilever are increasing the prices of Marmite, uh, which upsets me greatly because I like a bit of Marmite on my toast. Um, for, for any North Americans out there who are not familiar with Marmite, it's this uh, British, the Aussies like it too, I think, um, this British sort of goo, brown goo that we like to put on our, on our savoury products. But there we go. Anyway, that's a conversation for another time. Um, Zach, we're going to talk about the why with Rod in a moment, but I'd like to talk a little bit about the what. There are there are five pillars that are integral to your programme. What do they look like in, in action? And, and what are the goals that you hope to... To come from this, and, and and please keep that answer away from the why, uh, because Rod's going to expand afterwards.
2: Yeah, you got it. And and so the the five pillars are our career, health and wellness,
1: relationships,
2: life experiences, and finances. And we chose these five areas because there was a poll, and and it spanned about ninety eight percent of the world's demographics, and and it you know it was it was really based off of it, this was hundreds of thousands of people that were surveyed. And what it found was, it, what it was really seeking to understand was what brought people fulfillment, happiness, and engagement in their lives. And it was these five things, people that scored high in these five areas, is the people that had really had that and had accomplished that. So, you know, it's about really helping people understand what their own personal vision for their ideal life looks like. And, and if you can help people understand what a level 10 life looks like, in each of these areas, what tends to happen is they they create that engagement and they, and they start to be able to know what they're working toward and, and, and ultimately why it matters. Because, again, to get in a sacrificial conversation, your career might be um, you know at an eight or a nine in an area, and, and your, you know, your finances then might also be at an eight. But if you're doing that at the sacrifice of your relationships and your relationships are at a two and your life experiences are at a three, that's not going to end well. We call them pillars because they hold up the foundation of you. And uneven pillars will eventually affect your career, and they'll affect your finances. And so, yeah, I have a I have a quote from from the Dalai Lama that I heard a long time ago that that just hit me right in the chest because I think it it really speaks into the, this piece and sometimes how we can operate. and And it was around when when he was asked. What, what surprised him, the Dalai Lama was asked, what surprised him most about humanity? And what he said was it was, it was, it was people because they, they sacrificed their health in order to make money. And, and then they sacrificed their money to recuperate their health. And, and therefore, they're so anxious about the future that they don't enjoy the present. The result being that they don't live in the present or the future. They live as if they're never going to die and then die having never really lived. So we help people understand that they can have it all, which is a mindset shift. You just have to be intentional
1: okay i i think i need to get onto the shift chaps because i'm starting to have an existential crisis over here thinking about what you're telling me zach. um <laughs> rod can you can you expand a little bit on on what zach said there can you can you maybe expand on that by explaining why the five pillars matter um and why should this be important to companies
0: yeah for sure bill and and your crisis is very common by the way uh so you know i'll put myself in the position as a ceo of a company my goal as a leader is to build high-performing teams, just exactly what Zach said, and to give my people the tools they need to show up. Like, my, 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 my game is football, American football, right? So we play that on Sundays. How do these guys get out there? They're all world-class, but how do the winning teams get out there and perform as a team, really gelling uh, week after week after week to make it to the Super Bowl, which is this Sunday? Um, you know, so my goal is to build those kinds of Super Bowl winning teams. And, you know, if you've ever interacted with a coworker that has something big going on in their lives, you know, sometimes you'll see them not show up as their best selves, right? Um, it's sometimes like an anchor around their legs, slowing them down. And, you know, I've taken people aside and say, Hey, what, what's going on? And then you hear about this big thing. It's like, well, let's see how we can solve that. And sometimes it's a conversation, especially if it's, like when you know Zach talks about one of the pillars being relationships, well, it could be relationships with a coworker so and so said something to me that really really you know offended me or hurt me or brought me down, could be a relationship with a child with their spouse, any of those things. Um, you know if we can actually resolve that with them and give them clarity about how they can move forward, we remove that anchor right, and now we unleash that person to perform it as their best self. And and what we find, you know, the reason why Zach went into these five pillars is that if we can get everybody, and this is our goal, and it's not always possible, but it's our goal. It's what we shoot for is to help people create scores of nine or 10 out of 10 on each of these pillars. And when people can say that, and sometimes they'll, they'll pop up to a 10 and they'll pop down to a seven because something's in distress or even a five. Um, but if we can get them to that level across the board, they show up as their best selves and those are how that's how you create high performing teams is by having your teammates show up as your best selves so that's why these five pillars are really really
1: important Okay, Rod. I, I appreciate that you're a fan of um, hand egg ball, as we call it, or American football, as it's also <laughs> pronounced. Uh, however, um, I, I think maybe my my uh, English soccer team could use a bit of your magic, sir. Um, if, if you're ever in the east of England, please check out Norwich City because they are always grappling with relegation. But uh, there we go. That's just a boner contention well, for me. Uh,
0: we we know about relegation now after watching Ted Lasso. <laughs>
1: there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guys, before we do wrap up today, and I'm, I'm sorry to say that we are about to wrap up, but before we do, um, how how can our listeners connect with each of you? Whether that's LinkedIn, email, maybe you're really cool and you're on TikTok, and how can they also learn more about all the cool things happening over at Activate One Hundred and Eighty? Zach, do you want to go first, followed by Rod?
2: Sure, sure. Yeah. So, I guess for me personally. Um, definitely reach out to me by email. I uh, would love to hear from you and connect with you. You can reach me at zsmith at activate180.com. Um, personally, um, Instagram is probably the social channel that I, that I engage with the most. And you can find me on there at Zach, Z-A-C-H underscore Ivan underscore Smith. And uh, Rod, you, you can go ahead and share your personal and then I can fill everyone in on how to find Activate 180 as, a, as an organization and connect with us.
0: Yeah, sure. So I'm R. McDermott at Activate180.com. Definitely engage with Zach's Instagram. If you haven't figured it out after this podcast, Zach is a unique individual, and he is uh, he is the nuts and bolts of of our mindset coaching that changes lives. So I engage with his Instagram. I love the stuff, and it actually puts me in a great place to start my day every day. Uh, but yeah, check us out. Feel free to email us, and uh, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll uh, connect with you. Yeah.
2: And on top of that, from an Activate 180 standpoint, uh, we're Activate180.com. And if you want to learn more about us and what we do, there's a, there's a link on there to set up a discovery call with us. We'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear more about uh, your, your organization and where you want to go. Um, we also are active on, on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook. So please find us there.
1: And I'm sure there'll be links in the show notes, listeners. So uh, just, just to summarize uh, these guys do it all. You know, they help every level within the organization. It's not just leaders, it's all employees. And apparently, they could even maybe help my lowly soccer club in the future, I hope. Um, but for now, guys, this has been a pleasure. You're both charismatic, warm people who are on a fantastic mission. So kudos to you both. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Bill, thanks for having
2: no, us. Thanks for- a lot. Of- yeah, and listen, an absolute blast. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And, and listeners, as always, until next time, happy working.
0: Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.